Hello, hello. You found us once again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. Just to remind you, we will be going dark as of next Sunday. We will be posting on December 12th, but after that, we will have at least three weeks of no shows. We will miss you and hope you have lovely holidays, but we will be back after the first of the year. We have a brief list of things to go into, although the discussions of them won't be brief, except for one. There's so much despair. (laughs) First, the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health, the Mississippi case against abortion. And we also wanted to touch on the Cuomo brothers Mm -hmm. and what's transpired with them. I watched Power of the Dog by Jane Campion, which I want to discuss. And And I watched an old 2008 film of the stage play of King Lear by Royal Shakespeare with Ian McKellen that I I just have to talk about. But it's newly on Amazon Prime now. Okay. So to begin with, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. Thomas E. Dobbs, who's almost never identified, is the state health officer of the Mississippi Department of Health. That's who he is. And he sued Jackson Women's Health, which is the only remaining abortion clinic in Mississippi. There were oral arguments this Wednesday at the Supreme Court, which were so galling and so upsetting. First of all, I just want to say that the person who was arguing for Jackson Women's Health, Julie Rickleman, was trying so valiantly to get women into the center of the story, Mm -hmm. and she just couldn't do it. She just couldn't get women's health, their well-being, their welfare Mm -hmm. into the center of this argument. Mm -hmm. For instance, she brought up The Economist, which had done a a deep dive into the outcomes for women and children Mm -hmm. after, say, five years of having an unwanted pregnancy. And especially in lower income and minority women, it can have disastrous effects on older children who are not parented as well when a younger child who's unwanted shows up. Mm -hmm. The other thing is Amy Coney Barrett, I think my opinion will be reflected in her question, which was there are so many safe havens now for unwanted children. We can just force you to give birth against your will. Yes. No problem there. No problem there. And we'll just rip the baby away from you and take care of it. No worries. And we'll take care of it as well as we take care of all babies who were born to. Right. (laughs) Mothers who don't want them. No health care for it. No education. Yes. And Amy Coney Barrett has a number of adopted children, so she must think that it's just the easiest thing in the world to drop one off at a fire station right? and then go on your merry way right, and have right, your life. Right, go out and have an omelet after. As if it's not an emotional decision to have or not have an abortion. It's an even huger decision mm-hmm. whether to keep a child that you've brought to term right. for nine months. Right. A, there will never be agreement. Yes. They see the fetus as a fully existing American yes. with American rights guaranteed by the Constitution. So they see themselves as valiant freedom fighters. I was listening to Slate's Amicus, which went into a deep dive on why this is religious and not medical. Because as Sonia Sotomayor said, this is a religious argument. Religion is the only entity that sees a fetus as a person from the moment of conception. Right. 
It has no place in civil discourse, really. No, or even legal discourse, because as Brett Kavanaugh said, we should just go back to the neutrality of the Constitution, because Mm -hmm. the Constitution doesn't really discuss abortion Mm -hmm. or not abortion, so why should we pick sides? We don't want to pick sides. We should just have extreme, extreme isn't the word that he used, but fulsome, some kind Mm -hmm. of neutrality, Mm -hmm. and that will allow... the states. And the wonderful legislative process will kick in and everything will be lovely. That's right. The problem with these justices is they have no awareness, and I'm sure they've never had any training whatsoever, to clue them into the fact that they're coming from a place of such white privilege that they can't see straight. And such male white privilege. And male privilege as well. I called the court. Some poor clerk is having to field my calls. I get her voicemail. And... I tell her, I just wanted to express my opinion about associate rapist Brett Kavanaugh. And I said, you know, many decades ago, he held down a woman named Christine Blasey Ford against her will. And now he wants to hold down every woman in America. against their will. He is still a rapist. Oh, and as far as the credibility of the court, it's circling the rim of the toilet right now. (laughs) Say (laughs) bye-bye. Goodbye. Did you say that out loud? I did. I'll probably get arrested at some point when the authoritarian regime takes over. Well, we'll all get arrested in that case. That's true. I don't know if the solicitor that argued it left this out too or not, but it's a class issue. It's not about abortion being safe and available. It will always be safe and it will always be available to women Mm -hmm. of a certain economic status. To women who can afford it. Mm -hmm. It's a class issue. It's class discrimination, even more maybe, than gender. Absolutely. Abortions will continue. Mm -hmm. Poor women will seek abortions illegally Mm -hmm. and they will seek them unsafely. Yeah. And they will die, just as they did before. And not only are they coming for medical abortion rights, they're Mm -hmm. coming for pharmaceutical abortion rights. Mm. Pretty soon they're going to come for Lawrence versus Texas, which is what allowed gay couples to perform acts of sex. Right, without being in violation of the law, without committing a felony. Yes. No, I know. And they'll come after transgender rights as well. So it's probably not going to end well. I am hoping, although I don't think it will happen, that there will be spontaneous protests and women will pour out into the streets if it's overturned. Well, they say Roberts wants them to just change the law from 24 weeks to 15 15. weeks. Yes. And apparently that would put us in line with a large percentage of the European countries with their Well, European countries actually, although Roberts said that most European countries have a 15-week cutoff, it's actually 20 weeks We'll see what happens in June or July when they come forward with their verdict. Shall we go on to the Cuomo brothers? Sure. Chris got fired because he was going behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and giving information to his brother's chief of staff, the woman who later quit. You watched the little familial duet that they did on CNN during the when they were height of the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember them together. I don't think I saw that. Although I oh, you didn't? No, I okay. I watched a lot of Andrew Cuomo's press conferences during the pandemic, which were powerful and good. Now they're finding out that maybe he wasn't so good, and that there's something he did or did not do that that caused more deaths than necessary at old well, folks' nursing, homes. Nursing homes yeah. was discovered kind of early on, but after the publication of his book. Oh, okay. 
No, he was undercounting the deaths from nursing homes. I don't watch CNN a lot. I don't get it on my TV, but I liked Chris Cuomo mainly because he's very good at holding politicians' feet to the fire and not letting people get away with bullshit on his show. And both of them are so gifted that it's just disgusting and tragic that this happened. Yes. And what's a brother to do? Really? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you help your brother if you had one, if he was in Yeah, in but trouble? you might check your contract. Well, that's the thing, is that he should have recused himself from being on the air. Something. He should have at least read his contract to see if he was in line with it or not with yes. doing the stuff that he did. Because apparently there were the ethical issues about helping his brother defend against these horrible accusations, which already puts you in a gray area. But apparently there were just black and white contractual issues that the lawyers found that they were going to suspend him, or maybe they did suspend him. And then it turned into a full-on firing because it's in his contract not to do certain things like that. You know? Specifically with politicians? Or doing it and not telling someone about it, yes, whatever. that was there's the problem. A, there's an open book something. Probably transparency. Yeah, they both brought it on themselves. And he mm-hmm. lied about it, which is what he got caught up in. But the bigger problem is what's up with American media, that this is so rampant still. Yeah. And you, with Fox you had Roger Ailes and... Bill O'Reilly. Uh, O'Reilly. And now you've got these two. Chris Cuomo has not been accused of sexual impropriety. Except the woman whose butt he grabbed at a party and said, I can do this now because you're not my boss anymore. He did that? That's what I read today. Oh, okay. So he's there in in the swim with all the rest of them. Apparently. I mean, it's just one accusation and it hasn't, I don't think it's all. Where there's smoke, there's fire, don't you think? Probably. It's the same thing again. Privilege brings these blind spots and people think they're entitled to walk over other people. Matt Lauer is what that reminds me of. Yeah, that's true too. I forgot about him for a second. Oh yeah. No, he was one of the worst. I think it has to do with the whole culture, is it still just happening everywhere? We just only hear about little yes. tiny isolated it's instances? It's happening everywhere and we're only hearing about tiny isolated instances. Ugh. It's happening everywhere. And men of a certain age don't realize that they're in that category. Mm-hmm. They don't know it. They don't hear it. They don't see it. Right. They just think this is a bunch of noise. It's like people who are racist who say, well, I'm not racist because I don't use the N-word. Right. But I think that's what the Me Too movement is about. It's about everyday life. Right. Or time's up, right. too. Although time's up now has been so complicated because of the Cuomo affair. I just don't think that we're out of the woods with this at all. Right. I think we've got a long way to go. Anywho, Hmm. I'm going to talk about The the Power power of the the dog. Dog. I watched it on my television set, which is a really good television set. So I saw all the vistas. I heard that people who saw it at screenings were even more enthralled at the cinematography and the scenery. Mm. It's filmed in New Zealand, which is doubling for Montana. And it was written by a writer named Thomas Savage, who was a closeted gay man who wrote about Montana, where he grew up, Mm -hmm. had his most profound experiences. And this is an examination of toxic masculinity Mm. and loathing and self-loathing. It was hard for me to watch because I really rankle at someone who is less powerful than someone else being tormented. Mm. And there's a good amount of tormenting going on. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch, who it took me a while to buy into him as a cowboy. <laughs> it, 
He yeah. doesn't have a British accent, you know. Right. He's got a very flat Western accent. Yeah. He's buffed up. But uh, I think it was also that he and Jesse Plemons do not look like they're related. And I generally just give everybody a pass on that. But oh. It was a little disconcerting. But they play brothers and Benedict Cumberbatch has a secret that I won't reveal. Jesse Plemons' character marries early on in the movie, woos and marries Kirsten Dunst, who is a widow. As soon as Kirsten Dunst comes into the picture, the cruelty amps up exponentially. Mm-hmm. She has a son who is probably gay. We don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. he does not have any attributes of a guy Healthy who would be a heterosexual man. Yeah, <laughs> no, doesn't know. That actor's name is Cody Smith McPhee. I haven't seen him before. He was in something called Let Me In, which is a vampire movie, but he is uncanny. In fact, as I was watching him, I just thought, well, he must be like this. Mm -hmm. He's not acting. This is just the way he is. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on in the movie, you realize, no, he's turning in an unbelievable performance. Oh, wow. That's cool. It sounds like one of those performances where you lose the awareness that it's an actor and you buy into the person. I love when that happens. You completely lose it. I can't say much about it because there isn't a lot of plot, again, like Licorice Pizza. There wasn't a lot of plot in that. There is story, but there's not plot. It's devastating but liberating at the same time. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of Brokeback Mountain Mm -hmm. because here are these people in the midst of this incredible scenery. Mm -hmm. And yet they're confined by their own issues and their own secrets and torment. And in this, you see that nature doesn't generate kindness or unity. It provokes, for whatever reason, its own kind of evil. Well, I haven't seen it yet, so it's hard to really converse about it. But it, it makes me think that people who lived in those places in that time, it had to have been a very harsh life. Oh, it's a really harsh life. Yeah. It's 1925, actually. Oh. It's oh not God. the half mark of the century. Right, the right. 19th it's not century. the full-on depression yet. But, no, but, but they're just struggling. Just being out there where you have more, you have to deal more with just, with nature, with the elements, with being a human being. With cows. With cows, with <laughs> rain, with sleet, with whatever, with, with, yes. with nature, You're the forces absolutely of nature. absolutely at the whim right. of Mother Nature. Right. There's no softness. No. Yeah. Each of them has their own place in this world, and some fit better than others. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say any more. It's just just a really powerful film. There's a lot of thoughtfulness in it. It's Mm -hmm. not a fast action Western. Right. It is really contemplative and meditative. Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like stuff like that. I normally don't like Westerns, but when you mentioned Brokeback Mountain, I thought, oh no, I liked that. And that was a Western. So there's hope for me. Oh, I think (laughs) you'd respond to this. Yeah. I really do. There's a lot in it that I think you would appreciate. Oh, good. Well, I'm going to check it out for sure. Good. You should. You'll have time on your hands. Yeah, yeah. I intend to. Over the holidays. Yes. For the holidays. Yeah. Well. Um, yes. Speaking, King Lear. Speaking of being human and subject to the elements, that's like a big theme in King Lear. Is and it? Yeah. What I discovered on Amazon Prime is a filmed version of the Royal Shakespeare's production of King Lear starring Ian McKellen. That came to UCLA in, it must have been 2008, because that's the date on this film. Okay. And it's so brilliant. Because it's so brilliantly acted and done, it's almost like the words, the literature, the Mm -hmm. content, the relationships, the struggles, 
just come through like a floodgate. Mm -hmm. I watched with subtitles because the Shakespearean English is almost like a foreign language to me. It is. Certain sentences come through very clearly, but this early modern English was very different. So it is nice today that we have subtitles. The names of the characters are a little tricky. And there's two characters who do that Shakespearean thing of disguising themselves as someone else. Uh, They don't change genders the way they do in comedies, but they change their identity in order to reach their own personal ends. But so much of it, in the middle especially, is about poor King Lear having been duped by his own susceptibility to flattery. By his daughters. By his daughters. And because of that, he's rejected the true, honest, loving daughter in favor of the two betrayers. Yes. Who have sweet-talked him. And it ends up with him being, he's homeless. Oh, and he's got that great line that's famous where he's talking to his daughters afterwards and he says, and I would show you how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is (laughs) to have an ungrateful daughter. It's so much about the pain of being susceptible to these flaws that come back to get you. And it's about betrayal. He's dividing up his kingdom. He's retiring. It's almost like... It is like succession. And it just shows you that Shakespeare was a great psychologist. He was. He understood human motivation, human hurt, all of the human qualities. the The pettiness and the grandeur. Yeah. You know, the generosity and the greed. Sometimes if I go to Shakespeare, I go with this mindset of, I'm supposed to like this and therefore I will. But this was more like, I'm liking this in spite of myself and in spite of my lack of Shakespearean sophistication and my lack of knowledge of the language and all of that. I'm liking it because it's it's real raw stuff. Well, the best of Shakespeare should be emotional and very intense. Mm -hmm. I remember when Patrick Stewart was... did, Did you ever do a class with Patrick Stewart because he came with the RSC to to UCLA. Patrick Stewart threw me off the stage because I wasn't a good Maria in Twelfth Night. Well, you would have been good in West Side Story, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) He threw you off the stage? He threw me off the stage. How rude. I know. I was supposed to be this blousy nurse who was very big and bossy. Uh And I uh just... didn't remember what the character was and he couldn't explain it to me and I didn't get it and so he just off with her head oh but it was okay was there another point about him coming and something he no, just that the RSC, about Shakespeare? No, just that the RSC used to make regular pit stops at UCLA. Uh, oh, okay. And so that must be why they came and did Lear yeah. at, uh, at Royce Hall. Yeah. They were amazing. They were royalty. Yeah. They always say that English actors work in a more technical way than America, but I don't know. The end result seems to be equal. I know. There was a whole discussion about method versus the very text-driven mm-hmm. acting oh, that yeah. they use, and especially in Shakespeare yeah. or Pinter or something that's very, very textual. Yeah. You can't argue. Yeah. Anyway, it's worth watching. Sounds I think. great. It's really good. I'll have to look it up. Yep. It's on Netflix? On Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us, boomers. We're wishing you happy holidays and a very, very good new year. Mm -hmm. And we will be in 2022. We'll see you next time we speak to you. January. So, so long, boomers. Bye bye. Bye.